Hello and welcome to The Quiz Kids from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Listen to it, Fizz. First aid for relief from headache, Alka-Seltzer. From acid indigestion, Alka-Seltzer. From cold discomfort, Alka-Seltzer. Alka-Seltzer presents the Quiz Kids with the chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly. Hello, everyone. Well, we're certainly glad to have you with us today because we're going to have a wonderful time. Yes, we're going to travel all over the world with the Quiz Kids in our special Super Deluxe Alka-Seltzer Stratoliner. Well, our plane is warming up right this minute, and say, she's really a beauty, too. So, Quiz Kids, follow me and get aboard as we check the passenger list. Here we go, Patrick. I'm Patrick Lawn Conlon. I'm 13 years old, and I'm a freshman at Calumet High School in Chicago. Naomi. I'm Naomi Cooks. I'm 12 years old and in the 8th grade at Grover Cleveland School, Chicago. Mike. I'm Mike Mullen. I'm 12 years old and in the 8th grade at the University of Chicago Laboratory School. Joel. I'm Joel Coverman. I'm 14 years old and I'm a junior at Roosevelt High School in Chicago. And our youngest passenger, Melvin. I'm Melvin Miles and I'm 7 years old and I go to Norwood Park School, Chicago, Illinois. All right now, kids. Fasten your seatbelts. We're ready for the big takeoff. Oh, boy, oh, boy, are we scooting along. Now then, here's your first question, and it's from Grace Klein of New York City. Let's pretend we have crossed the Atlantic and are making our first landing. Pretty quick trip, by the way. And naturally, kids, we, we want to send a letter home. And we notice the name of the country is not printed on the stamp. Where are we? Mike. Well, we'd be in uh, Great Britain because uh, Great Britain was the first country to issue stamps. And since there were no other countries to issue stamps, Great Britain didn't need to put her name on the stamps. But as other countries started issuing stamps, they needed to put their name on the stamps to distinguish them from each other. Well, now, how do you like that, folks? That's the answer, all right, Mike. Good boy. Well, now, here's a question from Mrs. Donna Connors of Los Angeles, California. You kids are to suppose that during our trip, two pieces of luggage went astray. That usually happens. Now, you can find the luggage by filling in the blanks of the following book titles. First, Saratoga blank. All right, Naomi. Saratoga trunk. That's right. We lost trunk. Uh-huh. Now the next one is the uh, blank of the velvet claws. Joel. Oh, I imagine that'd be case. Case? We, we misplaced our uh, briefcase. That's right. Uh-huh. Now for Helen Bliss of New Orleans, Louisiana, let's review a few trips you kids have uh, read about recently in the newspaper. You will hear parts of two songs and each 
should suggest the destination. Here's the first one. Patrick. I think that you got to get up in the morning. Well. Or, uh. Uh, uh so, uh. Well, it might be going to Korea. The soldier's going to Korea. Well, Mike. Well, that would be Wake Island, where MacArthur and Truman met. That's a boy, that's right. Say, Mike is really on his toes here this afternoon. Now, how about this next one? Joe? Isn't that uh, Stardust by Carmichael? Right. So? I couldn't think what? of that. Pat? Well, that might be uh, some uh, jet plane I know that has been taking off lately. I don't... Well, now, it suggests uh, a trip, uh, and, uh, Pat? Well, there's a movie called The Trip to the Moon. I don't know. You might... Well, no, this, uh, you've uh, read about this in the newspapers, I said earlier in the question. Joe? Well, might it be one of the Navy's new rockets? <laughs> Well, I, uh, of course, I didn't uh, say that other one uh, that we talked about was on the front page. This one, I, uh, I'm really not going to tell you what page it's on. It's, uh, doo-dee-doo-dee-doo-dee, Joel. Would that be uh, Mammy Yoakum uh, going to Pincus number two? That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> now, the next travel question from our Alka-Seltzer question box is from Mrs. Grace Turner of Miami, Florida. She would like each of you quiz kids to tell the most interesting incident on some trip you have taken. Who would like to start this off? Naomi? Well, um, when, we ma- when the quiz kids made a trip to New York about four years ago, <laughs> some- it seemed as if everything happened. Um, when we- first we went to Baltimore, and uh, when we took the train to New York from Baltimore, <laughs> the luggage, there were-, there were no porters to take the luggage, so about five minutes before the train, <laughs> the train left for New York, the father's going to go out and carry the luggage for, <laughs> for everybody that was going. And then um, on the same trip, uh, oh, we, we, while we were in Baltimore at Fort McHenry, uh, Lonnie stooped to read a sign, and he bumped his head. The sign said, watch out, low ceiling. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was really funny, wasn't it? Mike, how about you? Well, uh... My trip isn't a quiz kid trip. Uh, well, we were, it doesn't have to be a quiz we were, kid trip. We were coming home from a vacation in Wisconsin, and we bring snakes every summer back from Wisconsin. Oh. And we had them in a gunny sack in the back of the car, hmm. and uh, we had trouble with them. Uh, the gunny sack was not well meshed, and they could poke their... They could get away every time we stop, oh, uh, yeah, because yeah. when we stopped, they'd start moving around, mm-hmm. and we stopped in a small town to eat lunch, and we saw one of the, when we came back, we saw one of these snakes crawling around in the luggage, oh. <laughs> and we were afraid that somebody in the town would see him and uh, be scared, but nobody was, so we put him back in the sack and fixed up the hole. Uh-huh. Then we came on to Chicago, and we got just this side of the airport when uh, we had a flat tire, so we got out, and uh, one of the snakes had escaped, so uh, Mark and I ran around in the fields while my dad fixed a flat tire, Uh and uh, I was looking for ant colonies under boards and things, and I lifted one up, and there was another snake, so I caught him, and we came back with four snakes anyway. Well, what do you know about (laughs) that? 
<laughs> All right. Well, now, Patrick, uh, what are you going to say? Well, uh, quite a few years ago, I remember the quiz kids went on a trip to Hartford, Connecticut. And uh, Joel and I happened to be along. I think he was seven at the time, and I was six. And we were making a tour of uh, an historical mansion. And uh, at the time, we didn't know uh, what mansion it was. Uh, we went in there, and um, we were on a touring party, but Joel and I broke away and were started to roam through the old house. So we went into a room. We saw a rickety old bed there. It looked like it hadn't been slept in for a couple of years, more than a couple of years. So we decided that we'd uh, play around on it. And there were little stairs le leading up to the bed. It was one of those old beds. So uh, I suggested, I said, well, let's get on top of it and jump in. So we climbed up the stairs, said one, two, three, and we all jumped in. And the bed fell down and the canopy and everything else. But uh, we were very surprised later to find out that it was the bed of Mark Twain that we'd been jumping oh. about. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, Joel. Well, I guess what uh, Pat said qualifies as one of my most interesting uh, moments. But uh, one thing I'd like to add, uh, we were later told that two, uh, two nights before, I believe, that three uh, uh, servicemen from, some of the, from one of the service centers had slept in that bed, and uh, it had not breakin', broken under them. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, let's see. Now we've called on everybody but little Melvin. How about you, Melvin? Well, Mr. Kelly, I have gone on many interesting trips alone and with, uh, with the quiz kids, but one that really remains in my mind the most was when we went to New York. This was with the quiz kids. And uh, I remember everybody I know wanted to see the Statue of Liberty, and so did, my, uh, so did my dad and I, so we went. And when we were on the little island there, we saw the beautiful big liner, the Queen Mary, leaving, port, uh, leaving for Europe. Uh -huh. And I knew that I, my chief ambition was to be a doctor someday. So, well, I, I should say a very good doctor. Uh -huh. And I know that uh, I would like to sail on that same ship, go to Europe, and compare our notes with the doctors of Europe. Well, now, say, that's quite an ambition, isn't it? I wish you a lot of luck. Well, that was very interesting about traveling. And say, speaking of traveling, boy, we're still zooming through the clouds. Yes. Oh, say, kids, here comes our pilot back through the plane. Everything all right, uh, Captain Murphy? Oh, everything's fine, Mr. Kelly. I, uh, I just thought I'd check up on my passengers. Oh? How are you feeling, old boy? Oh, I'm feeling fine now. But you know, uh, Captain Murphy, after breakfast this morning, I seem to develop a headache. Uh, maybe I was a little nervous and excited about thinking about the trip. Uh, you know? A headache, uh-huh. Well, uh, I hope, Mr. Kelly, you knew what to do for it. Oh, you bet I did. Yes, sir, I fixed myself a glass of good old reliable Alka-Seltzer. And say, if you ever need fast headache relief, just take a tip from me and try Alka-Seltzer next time. Oh, I know all about Alka-Seltzer, Mr. Kelly, and the fast relief it can give from the pain and distress of a headache. It contains one of the world's most effective pain relievers. And when you drink Alka-Seltzer, this pain reliever is already dissolved, ready to go to work instantly. And here's something else. Alka-Seltzer's effervescence, that sparkling fizz, has importance, too, because it enables the pain reliever to get there fast and give fast relief. Yes, it's Alka-Seltzer for a headache, all right. All you have to do is take it. Alka-Seltzer will do the rest. Well, I'll say you proved you know all about Alka-Seltzer, Captain Murphy. Well, kids, let's see how well you can uh, do with this one. Let's, uh, let's plan a cross-country canoe trip for Mrs. Martha Thompson of Boston, Massachusetts. Now, how would you travel inland by water 
from Philadelphia to Wichita, Kansas. Of course, you would want to make it easy on yourself by avoiding long portages. Naomi? Well, I believe you could take the Delaware River, no, the Skykill River uh, up to its head and then uh, portage to the um, Monongahela or, or, no, portage all the way across to the Ohio River and take the Ohio to the Mississippi and then the, down the Mississippi to the Arkansas and the Arkansas to Wichita. Well, yes, but we're trying to cut down the uh, the length of the portages. Uh, Joel, what would you say? Well, I, you're starting from Philadelphia? Yes. Well, uh, you could, uh, possible, portage over to uh, the Monongahela and the up, or the Allegheny and up the Ohio, and when, uh, down the Ohio to the Mississippi, and then when the Mississippi uh, goes in with the uh, Missouri, you could uh, take the Missouri uh, upstream, to, and uh, I think that would get you near Wichita. Uh, well, I'll tell you what let's do. Next summer, let's buy a canoe and try out these different ways. <laughs> now, uh, well, folks, as usual, this afternoon, our sponsor, Makers of Alka-Seltzer, is awarding Zenith Transoceanic Portable Radios, Zenith Television Sets, and Zenith Radio Phonograph Combinations. Here's the way it works. If the quiz kids answer your question correctly, you receive a fine Zenith Transoceanic Portable Radio. For example, that's what Moselle Adams of St. Louis, Missouri, receives for this question, if you kids know the answer. On the other hand, if you don't, well, uh, now, let, let's just wait. Let's, let's try it first. As I said before, the question's from uh, Moselle Adams of St. Louis, Missouri. Now then, in all your traveling, you've bought a few presents to bring home. And we uh, pass through the customs office of two different countries, and you can bring only presents you can declare in the native language of these ports. If you were leaving La Harve, France, what could you declare? Pat? You might say bonbon. I think that means candy. Does that mean candy? All <laughs> I right, so. fine. Uh -huh. Now, we bring some candy home. Um, Naomi? Uh, mouchoir, that's handkerchiefs you could bring. Um, oh. And cha uh, chapeau. Chapeau, yeah, I know that's a hat. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, I, uh, I think cologne would be perfume. Uh, that's, uh... Well... Huh? Is that, uh, is that... Uh, well, I don't know. Perfume? I, uh, huh? I think so. Is it parfum or... <laughs> something like that? Yeah, well, all right, that's good, kids. Now, if you were leaving uh, Gdynia, Poland... What could you uh, bring back in the way of a present that, uh, of course, you have to uh, give this to me in Polish now. Some little present you want to bring back to your mother and uh, <clears throat> must be in Polish. No hands up. A lot of thinking. No? Well, uh, let's see. Do I know any... No, I don't know any Polish. What am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, uh, Kent, uh, how about you, Melvin? Now, I've heard you uh, give out with some Polish. Can't you uh, give us the name of something in Polish that you could bring back to your mother? Well, no, Mr. Kelly, I don't believe I could think of anything offhand right now. How do you say candy in Polish? I don't know. I don't believe I... Oh, don't you? Don't no. I or anything like that? No. Uh, well, that's a miss, kids. Yes, sirree. And, uh... I'm sure that Moselle Adams isn't sorry you kids missed that because Alka-Seltzer is going to give her a choice between a Zenith television set and a large console Zenith radio phonograph. Now, the Zenith uh, television set is the Zenith Buchanan. And believe you me, it's 
really something, folks. It has a new super-range chassis to ensure the ultimate in performance, the sensational built-in picture magnet aerial, single-knob automatic tuning, and the glare band black tube for clearer pictures. The large console radio phonograph is a real prize, too. It plays all types of records and has AM and FM radio. So send in a question and win a Zenith, friends. Address your questions to Quiz Kids, Box Y, Chicago 77, <coughs> Illinois. Now let's see what our next question is here. Oh, here is a question from uh, Mrs. Mabel Weiner of New York. Now, I have a little problem here about a woman packing a suitcase for airplane travel. Suppose you are allowed to take only 20 pounds, including the weight of the suitcase, and from my list of items to be packed, you can omit only two. Now, since a woman sometimes has trouble making up her mind what she can go without, you are to figure how many combinations there are in packing the suitcase, keeping the weight down to 20 pounds, and omitting only two items. Or in other words, just how many times could the woman change her mind? Of course, um, you can't leave out uh, any of the clothing or toilet articles because you'll need these. Now, uh, uh, Naomi, I'll let you represent the woman. So you come over here to this table where we have uh, a suitcase uh, on a scale showing that you are two pounds over to start with. And you see how many different ways you can pack, leaving out only two items, as I said before. And Joel, now you are to work this out mathematically, and we'll find out if it is faster to solve our packing problems by trial and error or by the scientific mathematical way. I'll read off the items, and Joel, I'll give you a list of the items and their weights. But Naomi won't know the weights, so she'll have to figure it out by trying it. Now, don't start until I tell you to. See, the suitcase weighs seven pounds. You have two pairs of shoes with a pair of bedroom slippers, two books, one camera, one box of soap, one raincoat, underwear, blouses, a game, stationery, cold cream, toothpaste, toothbrush, stockings, pajamas, candy, and peanuts... And uh, Alka-Seltzer. Oh, well, you got the Alka-Seltzer in your pocket. That's not to be in the bag there. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, here's your list now, Joel. So you start figuring. And Naomi, you start rearranging your packing. Here we go. Well, let's see. All right, Joel. Get going uh, there now. Let's and, see. Uh, come the, on, uh, Naomi. Let's see. Uh, uh, let's we see. got to try well, the, different uh, combinations here. There are what two half-pound weights here. Let's see. Two. Oh, you don't think six half-pound weights. And a one-pound weight, weight and a one-and-a-half-pound weight oh, can so uh, be left out. So let's see. You let's combine see. the one-half weight, uh, one-and-a-half-pound weight, with any one of the half-pound really weights. So uh, the there's six of those, so that would be six combinations see, there. The, and let's well, see. That's about four combine the one-pound weight. How are we doing now? What's the weight? Oh, 20, right on the nose. Well, let's see. Over two. You can? Well, that's right. That's a woman's prerogative, you know. All right. Pine. No, I think Pine. I'll leave it though. You think you're going to leave it like that? Yes. Well, it's right on the nose, isn't it? 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. It's right. Uh -huh. 20. Right? Yeah. Well, I'll, of course, there are a lot of other combinations, I would imagine. So, well, let's try some more, yes. Let's see, we're taking out the camera now. Yes. 36 combinations. 36 combinations, that's right. How do you like that? Boy, oh, boy. Thanks a lot, Naomi. Well, that was a lot of fun. Yes, sir. Uh, the lady has... Uh, 
the opportunity of changing her mind 36 different times. Hmm? Well, now, here's a question here, kids, uh, from Mrs. Rose Martin of San Francisco, California. If you carried out the old saying and actually traveled to Timbuktu, just where would you be? Joel? You'd be in Africa. I believe it's somewhere in the province of Kenya, in well, eastern uh, Africa. That, that's, that's very good. You, uh, really, the uh, French uh, Sudan. West, oh. uh, French West Africa. Oh. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, for this question from Mrs. Ruth Stern of Portland, Oregon... We are on a trip with a zoological expedition. You are to tell in what part of the world we are and what bird or beast we are capturing. Here we go. All right, now, kids, follow me down this path. You'll have to bend down low because the foliage is very thick through here. Oh, wait a minute, kids. We've come to a small clearing. And the ground is as smooth as glass. And if you are very quiet, you can watch the large brown bird that is busy preparing this dance floor. Now, where are we? And what is the bird? Melvin. Well, we must be out somewhere out in the jungles, and the bird is the Argus pheasant, I believe. Well, where would that be now? The jungle's where? Indian. Huh? India. Well, now, wait a minute, Mike. Uh, that would be uh, Malaya and Borneo, wouldn't it? Well, it uh, could be, yes. I was thinking of Africa, but you gave me the name of the bird, uh, Melvin. That's very, very good, the Argus pheasant. Uh, now then, uh, we really have to change. We have a change, rather, in climate for this next trip, and we're still a long ways from our own country. Now, bundle up warm. Boy, oh boy. Look at this snow. This is a regular blizzard. And listen, kids. Uh-oh. There's our animal. Can you hear him? Mike? Well, that would be a snow leopard in the mountains of Asia. That's a boy. That's right. That's where we'll be. Uh-oh, I see our pilot, Captain Murphy, is going to talk over the intercommunication hookup. Uh, let's hear what he has to say. Uh, friends, do you know how quickly and easily Alka-Seltzer can help you feel better when acid indigestion makes you uncomfortable? Well, the best way to find out about Alka-Seltzer is to try it. So, do this. Get a package of Alka-Seltzer at any drugstore. Then, next time you eat too much or too fast, or when something you've eaten gives you an acid-upset stomach... Take Alka-Seltzer. Just drop one or two tablets into a glass of water, let it fizz and bubble up, and then drink this pleasant-tasting, sparkling solution. See how soon you feel better, how fast the alkalizing properties in Alka-Seltzer begin to soothe and ease that uncomfortable, stuffy feeling in your stomach. Again, I want to say, try it. Yes, try Alka-Seltzer. If you're not completely satisfied, you get your money back. Well, say, Captain Murphy certainly knows what he's talking about. Yes, sir. Well, quiz kids, uh, at our last stop, a very interesting person boarded our plane, and I'm anxious for you to meet him, Mr. Frank Higgins. He has traveled to more countries than you could shake a stick at. This last summer, he was in Spain, Portugal, France, and other European countries. But uh, sightseeing is his business. He's in charge of the James A. Fitzpatrick Travel Service, and he operates the famous mystery flights, taking people for a holiday to an unknown destination. 
Now, Frank, I think that maybe you could take the quiz kids on a mystery flight right here on the program. Don't tell them where they're going. Just see if they can guess from the clues you give them. Okay, kids, here we go on a mystery flight around the globe with Frank Higgins. Okay, quiz kids. We've flown over 4,500 miles since we left Chicago. The country below looks serene and beautiful, comprising only 32,585 square miles and appearing like a gigantic green saucer with highlands along the coast surrounding the interior lowlands. It is a country in which two languages are spoken, and it has long been famous for its great horse breeders. The country is divided into provinces, and they, in turn, are divided into counties. I saw Mike up there, or Pat, first. Well, I'd uh, think that that'd be Hungary, wouldn't it? No, Pat. Joe? Well, that struck me as Afghanistan. Um... Let me give you another hint here. If you haven't guessed this by yourselves, maybe you might better try doubling up. <laughs> Wouldn't Go it me. be Ireland? That's right. <laughs> now we're flying over the next country. Notice the banana plantations on every side, with the red and green fruit ready for shipment to the United States. A very famous sailor landed here in the 15th century to become, to become the island's first tourist. He sailed his tiny ship into the harbor on the second of a series of historic voyages. Now, don't worry about your passport. Even though this isn't a United States possession, we are not required to carry them here. Uh, Pat? Wouldn't that be Puerto Rico? Or, uh, San Salvador? No, Joe? Well, I, uh, ma it wouldn't be uh, Puerto Rico because that isn't a possession. I, uh, uh, because of uh, our aid to them during the Spanish-American War, I imagine that would be Cuba. Uh, no, let me give you another clue. The first three letters of the name of this place spell out something you like to eat. I think, Joel, we were in the Antilles there. You were very close to it. It is one of the larger Antilles. Oh. Well, I imagine that it would be Jamaica then. That's correct. <laughs> now we're getting back closer to home, but in a city rich in the history of European countries. As we sweep lower, you'll see the tall spires of the Cathedral of St. Louis rising majestically in the center of the city. Another flag used to wave here, but it was replaced by the Stars and Stripes early in the 19th century. One of the most famous celebrations in the world is held here on a certain Tuesday each year. Joel? Well, that'd be New Orleans. That's correct, Joel. <laughs> well, thank you very, very much, Frank Higgins. We hope we can go on another one of these mystery flights again with you real soon. Now... Uh, while we're talking about trips, let's uh, try this question, kids. Mrs. Gail Myers of Houston, Texas, points out that characters in operas have made some pretty interesting trips. Can you tell what these were? First, where did Carmen go? Mike. Well, uh, she left Seville and went up to uh, the smuggler's hideout and, hideout and then back to Seville. Well, that's right. What were you going to say, Pat? Well, that's in the mountains of Spain. That's in the mountains of Spain, right. How about Rodimus? Hmm? 
Real quick. Naomi. Well, he went to um, Ethiopia. Ethiopia, that's right. Well, say, the bell means it's time to ring our Alka-Seltzer Stratoliner in for a landing and get a report from the judges on this flight. And while we're coming in for a landing, here's an important message. Don't take chances. Take one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsules. You can't uh, keep feeling your best and working your best or looking your best unless you get enough essential vitamins. Do you get enough of the essential vitamins? Health surveys show that millions do not. There is an easy, inexpensive way to ensure your vitamin needs. Take a -a one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsule every day. Don't take chances. Not all vitamins that have a dosage of one each day are genuine one-a-day brand vitamins. The genuine one-a-day brand comes in the blue package displaying a big white one. Look for it. Insist on getting it. Well, I have the judge's report, kids. Remember, in determining your scores, your age is taken into consideration as well as the number of correct answers you gave. And whether you win or lose, you will each receive a $100 savings bond from the makers of Alka-Seltzer to help you with your future education. Here are the scores. As a class, you missed one question today. Joel was first, Mike second, and Naomi third. Now, we'll see you three kids back next Sunday, and you'll be competing with Harvey Deitch, age seven, and Milia Levin, age seven. And between now and next Sunday, friends, give and give generously to your local community fund. Yes, do your part to help. Many benefit when you wear the red feather. Now, I hope you'll all be with us next week because we have a very special program planned. Next Sunday's Quiz Kids broadcast will originate from a real farm. And I'll bet you can't guess whose farm it is. It's none other than Pat Barrett known to millions of you as Uncle Ezra. Boy, what a reunion that will be. So don't miss it. Until then, this is Joe Kelly dismissing the quiz kids. Goodbye, kids. Bye, Mr. Kelly. Listen to the quiz kids coast to coast every Sunday afternoon and see and hear Alka-Seltzer's Quiz Kids television show on NBC. Consult your local newspaper for time and station. This is Bob Murphy speaking. Enjoy Charlie Wilde today, and your host tonight is Phil Harris on NBC.